I got into that jail cell and everything that I used to be attracted to was suddenly, for lack of better words, disgusting to me. Mm-hmm. I'm 35 years old. I'm um, looking at all these 20 year old kids who was basically me at 20 and I'm just turned off by the whole situation. So what I did is I, instead of <clears throat> partaking in all the stuff I partake in, I, I decided to basically isolate myself and, and get into reading self-help books, mindset books, and all these different books that I could well, find. That's it. That's it right you know there. What I mean? You were only, when someone pulls the victim card on me, you are only a victim of your own mind. Mm. That is it. Because everything that you think you're going to, like, everybody goes through crap. I don't want to hear your sob story. We're not going to compare trophies. You know what I mean? Like, Ninth place trophies. My life sucked at one point, too. And today, I still get kicked in the face plenty. Right. Right? I had to pay $3,000 to get a tree knocked down, so it doesn't knock down all the cabins because it's just dropping limbs like bombs. Yeah. <laughs> no, most people would, oh, that sucks. And I'm going to have to go spend $9,000 on a quad to drag all that stuff out because they all weigh 400 pounds a piece, right? Like, I am not going to play the victim to my reality because I understand where I'm at now. Take three. Here we go. What up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome to Talk Hard Podcast, where we like to talk hard about the things you don't care to hear about, but we're here to tell you anyway. My name is Marty Norman. I'm still Brian Gordon. And we are live in Iowa. Iowa. I'm here cleaning up tornado Man, stuff. Man, dude. Yeah. Iowa. Did I tell you about my fence? Yes. Did we talk about that last show? To tell me. I was wondering where it went. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, it's a good story. Uh, not really. It's like a two-second story. But anyway, I wake up in the morning, and I, I, I go down. It, it, the tornadoes went through mm-hmm. Indiana, right? A lot of them, apparently. I don't mm-hmm. know how many, but there was a record number from mm-hmm. what I understand. Yep. I wake up in the morning. I go downstairs. I look out my back door, and uh, my fence is blown down. It broke the poles off, like four four posts broken two. And my fit, and I start complaining in my head, right? I'm not really complaining out loud, but I'm like, shit, you know, like, God, man, God, you know, all that good stuff that I do in yeah. the morning, right? We call it first world complaining. Yeah, it's real, you know, what do you, what do you highlight, high, uh, high end problems or whatever? But then I start to think and I started, I just, you know, scrolling TikTok and, and I start to see all the actual, you know, people lost their homes. Mm-hmm. Some people lost their lives. Yeah, you know, people lost their family members due to this, and I hear I'm, you know, I just punch myself in the face like I'm complaining about my fence. You know what I mean? But oh, I hear you. I hear you. We our property got hit pretty good back there, and oh yeah, you're out in the uh, you're out in the boondocks. Yeah, so we, I don't know, like three weeks before we had a tree branch go through the roof. Nice. And so now we have a vent. <laughs> <laughs> Skylight. That is now where the bathroom's going to go. We got a now a bathroom vent, so that's how that's going to work out. Um, <laughs> but somebody was like, man, that really sucks. And I'm like, it really doesn't, because I have an extra piece of property for a tree branch to go through. Yeah, yeah. So I can't be mad about that. Yeah. I you couldn't know. even be mad if it was in my house, because I have insurance, because I make enough money to be able to pay for these things, and that's what it's for. So And everybody needs a Perspective, right? And that's, that's what That would have been the end of someone's yeah. world, and that's the great thing that that... You know, being in this 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 Marty Norman who I am these days, you know, it's it's mindset, right? It's a, it's all everything in life is about how we choose to perceive it, how we choose to look at something. It could be horrible to one person. Right? Six years ago, it would have been like, oh man, that sucks. I got. I'm high. gonna get high now. <laughs> I just God wants me. I'm to gonna get, get really freaking high and yep. go out there and dig some post holes. I used to say, with like, a spoon. God must want me to get high because. 
Everything keeps going wrong. I, that was my number one excuse, and it definitely was working out in my favor. But I was completely wrong. In you see what God just did to I us, man? I used to think he wanted me to kill myself. Like, I would lost. You want to talk about insane thoughts? I had lost my noodle. Utterly and completely. So, but we got a great show for you. But before yeah. we get to that show, check out this shirt. <laughs> Everybody see my shirt? I wish Chris would zoom in on shit. Anyway, so the shirts are up, available, and where are the shirts They're available on bonfire. at? Bonfire.com, and we'll have a link in the description below. The link will be in the description below. Come, come out. We've got all kinds of different colored shirts. Yeah. We got... There's baseball tees, sweatshirts, There's hoodies. a beer can made now. There's baby tees. <laughs> there's, there's all kinds of stuff on there. Just go check it out. It supports a good cause. Uh, bonfire.com is somebody we linked up with because they actually handle everything for us. They do all the shipping. So they do I don't, all the processing. Like you... you, you Upload your logo. You tell them what you're looking at. So I pulled the profit margins down so they weren't like outlandish. Yeah, because you can control that too. I was like, we're not. I'm not trying to make a living off t-shirts. I'm really not. Although you can. Yeah, you definitely Same. can if you Same. want to like run a full site. But I just, they're a great company yeah. and it supports great causes. They do and a the lot material. of good charity work stuff, and they are. They're, I mean, it's it's the, good it's, quality it, shirts. It's the actual. What, what's the name of the? Uh, what's the name of the brand shirt? Okay, and next level, next level uh, t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're great material. Absolutely. Yeah. But before we get on to what the I topic? told you about last week. Which, what? When we ended the other one, I, I said, hey, if you want time to prepare, here's your topic. And what, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just testing you. I yeah. know exactly what we're talking Perfect. about today. But before we get into that, I just want to say I'm celebrating today <laughs> because only eight years later... The news is finally covering the fact that we are actually going to start taking action to ban the ninth place trophies, <laughs> the participation <laughs> awards. It's because you got a bunch of kids out there that have no repercussions for anything. Well, they suck, they get a trophy. They do good, they get a trophy. They're trying to take away homework and, and Fs. Like, what is wrong with you people? You're not giving these people anything to drive for, so they lose motivation. Everybody wants everything for nothing. You know, and, and in my world, where I come from and where I think champions come from is the the ability to see something and know it's going to be a shit ton of work to get to it mm -hmm. and know that you're going to fail. And when you fail, you're not going to get a trophy for it. You're not going to get a pat on the back. You're going to get, look, I told you so. That sucks. Now what are you going to do? It's the, the mindset of a champion is I'm going to fail. I'm not going to get rewarded for mm -hmm. it. And I'm going to keep pushing on until I achieve whatever it is I'm trying to achieve. Right. Like you what know? happened on the property? And so we go up this weekend to set up our trailer because we put our camper on the property and camp while we're working on it all summer yeah. long, right? So we got a 30-something foot trailer. Mm -hmm. It's a nice little mobile home, basically. But I go to set everything up, I hook the water up, and all of a sudden I hear water flowing out the back. What the heck is going on, right? It's the first time we'd had it out since winter. I look in the back, the outside shower is actually like pouring water out the back. So I'm like, oh, somebody must have left the handle on. So I open it up and the handle snaps off. And water is pouring all over me, right? So I now have to clean figure water. out a way to deal with a problem. I had to take the whole outside shower apart. I had to go find tools that didn't actually work and basically pull some MacGyver <laughs> stuff. Like, I'm serious. I had a you flathead had a, you screwdriver. Had a rust, you had a rusty pair of pliers. We didn't have all the right tools, so I had, I, I had the socket size, but I didn't have the socket head that goes to it, the of wrench course. that goes to it. So I had to take a flathead screwdriver and stick it in there and use it. To take this whole thing apart and then cap it all together so we can get water. MacGyver. Now, I'm telling you right now, the only thing that I thought of in my head during that moment was, I am sure glad that I am smart enough to deal with this because I have dealt with so many problems in my life. 
Yeah. That I can think outside the box. Yeah. So I didn't stress about it. I was like, two things. Just figure two it out. things. If you'd have got nine place trophies, you'd have walked away and never I'd have fixed thrown that. a fit and probably and, gone and, back and, home. And secondly, if you'd have been that kid that that wore knee pads and and uh, helmets when you were a little kid riding a bicycle. Oh, I did though. <laughs> I did that because my hospital bills were getting out of control. So my parents made me do that after my fourteenth trip to the hospital. Ah, I hate it, and I feel bad for the kid. And <laughs> well, this is this would be the same coaching modality that I use with a lot of people when they're complaining about their relationships or their their ex or whatever. I'm like, okay, let's take this, and we'll we'll launch it to the moon. Now what, right? So I can take away your homework. I can take away all your what you would call problems, right? I can take away your Fs. I can take away your homework and take away all the things that you're complaining about. The world is still going to kick you in the face. Your trailer is still going to break. A tree is still going to fall through your roof. The Fence world doesn't care about your problems. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that people don't know how to deal with. When you get in an accident, a car accident, something catastrophic, a tornado, like the world doesn't care about your stupid little problems. Mm-hmm. It is still going to kick you in the face. And then what do you do? You got to be, and and the fact that <clears throat> the fact that you've lost. The fact that you didn't get a trophy, the fact that you wrecked your bike and, and bumped your head and got and my knees and elbows are, are scarred, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like the fact that all that will prepare you for when life does kick you in the face because it does and it will and it always will and it's just the way life is. And you've yeah. got not only be prepared for it, but so, you, you can actually get into a mindset and we talk about perspective of like it, you know what, that sucked and I loved it. I loved it because now I get to grow from this. I embrace you know? failure on so many different occasions. I just kind of giggle every time something goes wrong, and I'm just like, okay. You know, it's, it's hard. This will be fun. It, it, it is hard when you're in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, when you got 14 things going on, and then yeah. things, are, things are not just going like they're supposed to, and this you keep running into one roadblock after another. It's real easy just to get into that mindset of, this sucks, I, you know, and you start getting into poor me, you yeah. know. So it's it's of, easy, and you just need people, and that's why it's important for community and people having people in your life to 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 grab a hold of you and like, hey, bro, like, what wake you, up, everything's fine. It's yeah. it's good. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You're you're bitching about a fence that that broke, right, bro? Look around you. Be be happy that you have the tools and the knowledge. And be to happy know you got a fence. With it. Right, you half, have a fence. Half of one, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know perspective, but right? speaking of perspective and these things and and your fourteen problems, also another number I'm thinking of is like forty seven x. Oh yeah, I oh, forgot. Yeah. Now I remember the topic oh, of the show. Yeah. It's a good thing I didn't welcome prepare. back. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's going to be organic. So the next time you want to know a topic and I don't say anything, this is why because I actually gave you a whole week <laughs> when I left last week and said, "Hey, tell me more about forty seven x and how'd you like to talk about it on the podcast?" So Marty Norman. Tell us about 47X. Oh, yeah, 47X. Okay, we're going to talk about recovery then. Yeah. My subject, my my life, my everything. Recovery, babe. Um, so 40X, 47X was a, was a company that I started uh, in 2016. And basically, I was in the... Pro- I, so, I, to start from the beginning, right? I was in two years in recovery... Just I, I did a year of it in the county jail. Got out to a year's house arrest. Got my first apartment. You know I was working a working at a factory as a as a you know worked my way off. You know 
that's a whole story too. That's a great mm-hmm. story. But I worked my way up from a temporary, you know, making seven fifty an hour as a temp uh, through a temp service, and worked my way up in that year as a maintenance mechanic of in this factory that I was working at, which was a great. It went from seven fifty to almost twenty dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I and that's you know I I love to tell the story on that because that's a great story, uh, and it's all about determination and and, and mindset and and having to walk. To an hour and 10 minutes to work every day mm-hmm. in the rain and sleet and all that, you know, just, just grinding and being happy about it, you know, happy that I'm free, happy that I'm sober, happy that I'm living a life, you know, even though I didn't have $5 in my pocket mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? Um, but two years in recovery, I got the opportunity to purchase this house and, uh, with the, with the, uh, caveat to open up a sober living, you know, to help addicts and alcoholics, on their path to recovery. But so one of the things I kept talking about, like, so we, I, I bought the house, right. And I started with the intention of only helping a few guys, right. I'm going to help a few guys find their, find their pathway, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, me and Brian Kendrick. And in that process, you know, within a, within a week we had a, we had a five guys within two weeks. We our house was full, which was like nine people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, and then trying to determine on how we're going, because I knew I've been in enough recovery. I've been in enough sober living. I've been in a few treatment centers and hospitals and homeless. I knew every side of, of addiction. So that Marty you likes to overdo it because there are only 12 steps in the program. But Marty went to 47. <laughs> I, I do. I, there is. I believe there's 47. This is where it came from. Like I, I started talking about, you know, it's everything. What I was really in tuned with at the time, hyper-focused on the little things that mattered. Mm-hmm. Because I lived in this world where little things don't matter, good or bad, right? None of it matters. What's the end thing? I want to get to there. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it takes to get to there. I just want that end result. And I started noticing and being becoming hyper-focused and aware of the little bitty things in my day, mm-hmm. right? The the And I started telling people, you know the world could change. You can change the world, if you will, by opening the door for, for somebody uh, at the gas station. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I talk about this one instances where I, I smoked cigarettes back then, right? So I would, you know, I would take off my, I would throw my cigarette butts on the ground unconsciously. I would unwrap my ra- cigarette wrappers and throw the cellophane and the, the little piece of oom full on the mm-hmm. ground. And I'd light my cigarette, just unconsciously, just that's how I live my life. Just, you know, I'd get in my car and I would drive and never think about a seatbelt, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, was, there was this instance with the cigarette thing. So I ripped it off, threw it on the ground, and my sponsor was standing there. He's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like smoking a cigarette he's like no what what is that and i mean i'm two years in recovery mm-hmm. and and this is my behavior this is the the type of person i was and i'm like what are you talking about he's like pick that shit up i'm like first off <laughs> ego started I'm like mm-hmm. who the f are you yep you know and in front of everybody yep. so therefore my ego is even bigger yep like how dare you i'll show you who i am you know and anyway so I bent down and I picked it up because he's my sponsor and there's people around and they're all, you know what I mean? I'm embarrassed. That's the honest feeling is embarrassment. I picked it down and threw it away, right? 
next next few days i i do it again and i throw it on the ground and and i'm not thinking about it somebody that was standing there said hey bro didn't you just get in trouble for that last week i'm mm-hmm. like and i pick it up and i throw it away um the next time i do it i i throw it on the ground and i'm like i pick i i catch myself right i catch myself i reach down pick it up throw it away all right the next time i undo it and i go to throw it and i stop myself mm-hmm Right? And I, and I throw it away. And now, every single time, I see, habits are formed, good or bad. It takes several times to develop a habit. I, you know, there's a, there's a whole thing where it takes 28 days to, to develop a habit, good or bad. Right? It, I, I agree with that. <clears throat> but it doesn't seem like much with the cigarette thing, right? But it's those little things throughout my day that develop who I am as a human being, who I am as a man. Am I the type of person to litter just because I, I do and that's what I do? Or am I a person who is practicing uh, taking control of my mind, taking control of my behaviors, and taking control of who I, who I present myself to be? Mm-hmm. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if, if, if you consider yourself a man and you're not opening the door for the person coming in in front of you, and if you're littering your cigarette, you're flicking your cigarette butt on the ground, and, and you know, all these other little things, and I don't you're not, you're not, ma- I talk about mastery of self, right? If you can't master who you are as a human being, mm-hmm. who you are as a man, who you are as a woman, whatever, then how are you going to master anything else in your life? Right, so it's the forty-seven things in your day that one at a time don't really mean anything, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you could say that they don't mean anything, but if you put all forty-seven of those things in your day and you add them all up, and you changed each one of those things from a negative to a positive, mm-hmm. the opening the door, the doing, the not littering, <clears throat> the saying when somebody somebody walks by and you, you're smiling at him and saying hello mm-hmm. like that could change somebody's life and you don't even know it i started doing it on purpose like so we call it pattern interruption in like the psychology world. right like, i the, mean the that good, person you don't know what the that person way going to through. deal with something and to help somebody break a habit is called pattern interruption so that's what your sponsor did you went about your normal thing you were in an autopilot i'm gonna throw it and then somebody interrupted your pattern joltingly and made <laughs> you think for a second <laughs> enough that the next time that someone caught you, you're like, yeah, crap. And then you, you went right back to the other memory because yep. your normal autopilot got interrupted. Yeah. So after you've interrupted your autopilot a few more times, <clears throat> now you're in focused thinking. Yeah. So if you want to create new things, you have to learn how to interrupt your patterns. So they interrupted your patterns, created a new pattern because now you are hyper thinking about it. Imagine if you do that with 47 different things in your day. That's it. It is life changing. It is. It quite literally is life changing <clears throat> all the way to, I wake up, my wife's still in bed. It's early. I don't. Well, you know, once I've gotten going and she gets up, I don't really want to go make the bed, mm-hmm. but I know that that sets the tone for my day. Yeah. I don't it's like everything. necessarily <clears throat> taking the cold shower. It's very jolting. Now, once I get through the first few seconds of it, it's fun, but the first few seconds fun. always fun. sucks. <laughs> fun is the word he used. Like it's, it's it fun. always sucks. And then you just get like this euphoric feeling of like, you know, but that's interruption again. I, for my whole life, I just took a normal, comfortable, hot shower, except for when I was homeless, you know, yeah. and then cold showers were a necessity. And, <laughs> and again, they weren't that bad then because you just wanted to get clean. Yeah. It's funny how much we get so used to like the comfort of our yeah. normal day and we don't think outside of ourselves. Yeah. I used to open the door and expect a thank you. And right. I would get irritated when I didn't get one. <clears throat> right. But then I had to check myself. Like, what's my motives? Yeah. 
And like, am I doing it because I want a thank you? But I had to check myself because one day someone checked me because they've heard me talking and saying things. And one day somebody opened the door. I was not having a good day. And I just said, you're welcome. Yeah. And they were like, oh, did you, does that make you feel better? And I was like, what? And they're like, you really need a thank you from that person? Because you preach a lot about other things. Yeah. And that changed the way that I opened a door today. Yeah. Had an interruption. Holy crap, I'm talking about it. I let the world get to me, and then I changed my way. And now I need to go back to what matters. I'm not doing it for myself completely. Well, I mean, that's why. That's why so it's, it's not about getting a thank you. Well, like, I'm here to open the door and just be nice. It's just about a kind gesture. Isn't it in, in, in the book where it says, don't let your right hand know what your left hand mm-hmm. does kind of thing? <clears throat> and that's why I tell everybody about, you know, holding somebody accountable is one thing. This is a different subject, but holding somebody accountable for something is great. That's mm-hmm. what we do as brothers. That's yeah. what we do as sisters. That's yep. what we do in recovery. Yep. That's what we do in the job. <clears throat> but check your motives. Mm-hmm. Why are you opening that door? Are you open it to get that recognition of thank you? Or are you right. doing it because that's who you are as a person? Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's easy to fall into these mm-hmm. things. That's why having people in your corner call you out and call you out on your BS is, is so important. Community is everything. In anything you do, community is everything. Mm-hmm. You are the sum total of your five closest friends. I believe that wholeheartedly. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's because you would like attract <clears throat> likeness. You attract who you are. So you started this 47X and these are the 47 things that can change your day. And clearly that mindset when you were two years into recovery, which is now eight plus years, correct? Almost nine. Yes. Almost nine years. Almost. No fronts. So we're almost nine years into it, and we're now podcast owners, multiple business owners on every different level. Chris is out here now running fun little side businesses because he wanted to get into a hobby, and he's enjoying Like <clears throat> Chris, To see this man transform Chris. in the past year and a half has been fun for me because I love watching transformation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's, it, I wanted to talk about it because when you said it, I could see your eyes light up just a little bit because it's the core. Yeah. It's the core of what started today. Yeah. Right? And so seeing where your core started and seeing what it is turning into. And I mean, we come in and you're in a meeting and you're, this is what you do all day. This is what you deal with all day. You're dealing yeah. with people and this space is not easy. Yeah. I deal with it on a, on a different <clears throat> level when I am coaching addicts and dealing with people or trying to help someone get into recovery. Cause once, once my part is done, it's done. Yeah. Right. I can choose when I get to deal with the next person. This is your livelihood. This is your normal every day. And to live in that space and be okay, you have to change your perspective. Look, when it was a crazy, it's a crazy, it's a God thing, right? However you choose to view your higher power or Mm -hmm. God, like everything that I was getting into and these, these, these realizations and this self-awareness that I was, I was going through. And I have Brian Kendrick in my, in my ear the whole time. And he was listening to all these, uh, motivational, Mm -hmm. uh, what was some of the things he was listening to Chris? Like, Oh my God, these, these guys, I I mean, he'd wake me up at one one bedroom apart. I would see I got, I was two years sober. Brian, I, I get Brian out of the madness, right? I help mm-hmm. him get out of the madness, mm-hmm. and I put him on my couch, right? Mm-hmm. And he he'd been in in the streets of Chicago, mm-hmm. like doing mass, you know, just just destroying himself. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> you know, a few months into it, Brian starts to grasp some things, and he starts listening to motivational videos. Every, and he's getting me up at five thirty in the morning with this screaming. I can't think of the guy's name. He uh, was a motivational speaker, black man. Uh, Anyway, 
<clears throat> he would get me up with this shit blaring on my TV and he'd bring me coffee and I was just like, I hate this dude, you know what I mean? But what I was going with that is like all this, all these mindsets and this realization and all this stuff I was going through, like becoming aware of, like I <clears throat> don't know where it came from other than God. Because I wasn't really listening to motivational videos. But then I start, after, you know, a while of doing this, I start hearing all the, I start attracting this stuff into my life. Mm -hmm. And these, what is it? Les Brown. Les Brown was one of them. <clears throat> I start attracting all these stuff, all these, all these uh, people, all this stuff into my life. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I start seeing how the connections of how it's so similar to the things that I was speaking about, to what everybody else was speaking about. And basically, everybody's speaking about mindset. Mm -hmm. And I was speaking about mindset. I just had no, um, no, no form of training in it. Mm -hmm. No one I looked up to, no one that mentored me in these things. Yep. <clears throat> That's why I call it a God thing, because I don't know um, where it came from. I just know that everything felt right. Everything, it's just like when I was in that jail cell. Mm -hmm. And I've told you about this. I was, I was in the jail cell for my first year of recovery, and I was talking about, you know, one day I'm going to go to Terre Haute and open a sober living. And in that year, people talk about an aha moment, really. I didn't have an aha moment. I had an aha year where I was suddenly <clears throat> so I, – I, I go to jail. I go to prison. I'm right in there, right? I'm doing my thing. I, I turn into a different person. I get in my hustle, I get in my fighting mode, I get in my, you know, everybody's, you know, if you can survival. trick them, you can beat them. It's survival. It, yeah, if you can trick them, you can beat them, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, gambling and doing all these things, and this time it was different. I got into that jail cell, and everything that I used to be attracted to was suddenly, for lack of better words, disgusting to me. Mm -hmm. I'm 35 years old. I'm um, looking at all these 20-year-old kids who was basically me at 20, and I'm just turned off by the whole situation. So what I did is I, instead of <clears throat> partaking in all the stuff I partaked in, I, I decided to basically isolate myself and, and get into reading self-help books, mindset books, and all these different books that I could but find. That's it. That's it right there. You know there. what I mean? You were only, when someone pulls the victim card on me, you are only a victim of your own mind. Mm. That is it. Because everything that you think you're going through, like everybody goes through crap. I don't want to hear your sob story. We're not going to compare trophies. You know what I mean? Like Ninth place trophies. My <laughs> life sucked at one point too. And today I still get kicked in the face plenty. Right. Right? I had to pay $3,000 to get a tree knocked down so it doesn't knock down all the cabins because it's just dropping limbs like bombs. Yeah. <laughs> no, most people would, oh, that sucks. Now I'm going to have to go spend $9,000 on a quad to drag all that stuff out because they all weigh 400 pounds a piece, right? Like, I am not going to play the victim to my reality because I understand where I'm at now. Well, even even in that, even in that, in that jail, like it's, that's, that's one year in a county jail. Mm -hmm. That's one year in a room. <clears throat> I I was grateful then mm -hmm. because I was changing and I just knew something in me had had flipped a switch and I was just not a, the same person. As so I, I want was. everybody to hear that right now. I was locked in a six by eight cell and I was grateful. Right, right. And that's that's you making a conscious decision by yourself with nothing around you to support 
except for you and your own drive and motivation. So when you're all, oh, until, well, as soon as I get that BMW, then I'm successful. As soon as I get that Rolex, I'm sorry, I'm throwing it out there. I'm going to be successful. As soon as I get this, I'm going to be that, right? Yeah. That's yeah. not how it works. You have no. to be that before you get that. Man, you have it, to be that in your mind before that car even comes to true fruition. Because if you're just chasing the car, as soon as you get it, your trophy's over, you've lost. Now what? Game's over. Right? Now what? It's all in here. Like, it's a nonstop chase. It's a nonstop battle. And I just love you saying that. Like, here I was locked in a cell. And what would normally go after that is something negative. Oh, I was a victim every time up until this one. Right. Like, like, something shifted. It wasn't the for the only judge. thing that shifted it was, was your mindset. Cop. That's yeah. it. Nothing was different besides I'm going to make a different decision today. In jail. I'm not going to wait till I get out. I'm going to play the victim card until they free me, and then I'll change my mindset. So you're planning like us addicts do. I'm going to get high like five more times, and then I'll stop. I'm going to get sober right after Christmas. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> we, we, you know you were in that mindset okay. because we played that game for a long time. You decided right then and there, enough is enough. Enough is enough. I'm going to change, and I'm not going to wait until <clears throat> I get out. I'm going to make the change now so when I get out, I'm already doing 75, and now I'm just getting to 100 and on. Right? <laughs> yep. And, and and everything, like I did a lot of what I call scripting. We talked mm-hmm. about this before. And it's Absolutely. basically, it's visualization. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Visualization, manifestation, scripting. These are all things that are just mind training. I laid in my, because I wasn't partaking in gambling and playing cards and, and all the other. In yoga, they call it your mantra. Uh, yeah. So I sit in this, in this. And so I, if I wasn't reading, I was sitting in my cell, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I was visualizing what I'm going to do, how I'm going to do it, and mm-hmm. most importantly, how I'm going to feel, the feelings that I'm going to have while I'm doing these certain things, and <clears throat> all of that. And this manif- is massively important, everybody. So listen, and I'll it, touch on it after. It's everything that I did when when I got to the when I got out, I didn't have this same feeling and and thoughts this time i knew exactly what i was to do i knew how to do it i knew step-by-step process i didn't know exactly how it was going to work out Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong but i had played this over and over in my head so often for Mm -hmm. so long for hours and hours and hours on end Mm -hmm. that when i got out i just started following suit i basically just started Going in the motions of what I had planned already. And this is the importance of planning and visualization and your vision boards that you do. Absolutely. These things are so freaking powerful. All of these things, right? Because your mind doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality. So powerful. If you believe in your head what you are imagining enough, you will begin to feel it. And your beliefs dictate your thoughts. Your thoughts dictate your feelings. Your feelings dictate your actions. Mm-hmm. Your actions create your results. Yeah. Psycho-cybernetics, right? I'm reading the book again because I just love... <clears throat> they used to say it's either fight or flight, but now it's fight, flight, or forward, right? There's forward. a third option. Forward. There's always a third option. There's always more to the game. There's always more to this thing called life. There's always more. Wes Watson, dude, if you're out there, we need to talk one day because that dude did 10 years in prison. Ah, Wes. Came out and now is just running the gamut like a... SOB and I love watching his journey because I started watching him on YouTube when he was fairly fresh at it and he would just tell prison stories about not playing the victim and this is how it really is and this is what you got to do and this is what I did every day and and waking up at 3.30 3.30 is like a magic time they say science has backed this up there's just something happens at 3.30 in the morning where your brain gets a real perspective of clarity 
So if you really are willing to do the work and you want to wake up at 3.30, which is why I now wake up at 3.30, because there's just something magical that happens at that time. And no one really can understand exactly what it is, but it has been backed by studies where if you visualize at 3.30 in the morning and you start your day off right. See, Wes was doing that. 3.30 in the morning, he was getting up, he was hitting push-ups, he was doing his thing. That was his routine. Routine, 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 routine. I'm going to train myself. Yeah. Because as soon as I'm out of here, I got to be ready before I get there. Yeah. Right? You don't show up to the party and then put your tux on. <laughs> right? You're at right. home doing your trim, trimming the beard, combing the hair, making sure it's just right, double checking, triple checking. Then you're going to put the tux on, make sure everything's pinned up, asking the girl, everything on the back look good. Like you're doing this before you get to the party. Yeah. So if you want to understand how life works, you've got to do your prep before you get to the party. You have to be ready for what's coming, or when it gets there, it's going to kick you in the face. You're not going to know what to do. Yeah. This is why you train for months and months and months and months and years in the military to be the best of the best. Yeah. Because before you get to the war, you got to be ready to fight. <clears throat> I used to tell people all the time that too, like don't, <clears throat> don't, if you're, if you're not falling in love with the process it mm-hmm. takes to get to that, whatever that end result may be, you got to fall in love with the process. And I fell in love with being in jail and training myself. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with getting out and getting that job and, and working my way up into my one bedroom apartment. I fell in love with walking every single day to that job for an hour and 10 minutes at fuck five o'clock, four 30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Right. And then working my butt off all day long. And, and never giving up when I'm at work, never going on breaks, never taking the chance to uh, machine breaks down and I'm going to go to the bathroom and hide out for 20 minutes. No, I'm going to sit there and learn how to how the mechanics fix it so I can fix it next time it breaks mm-hmm. down. And I'm going to, you know, these things is like I fell in love with all that. I fell in love with the fact that I only had $10 to my name, but all my bills were paid. Absolutely. I was paying my child support. I was paying my rent. I was paying these things. I fell in love with every step of the process. I was just internally, I think that's what got me. I was internally grateful to be free and to be sober and to be living. I, I'm walking down the street. I put my earbuds in and I didn't have earbuds, I had headphones, the cord ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and walking to work in the rain. You know, I. I I'd get to work and my ass would be chapped, right? But I didn't care. I was free. I I was sober and I was making moves. And I didn't know exactly which way the road would go, but I knew that I was going to fall in love with it, whatever it went. Forward is all that matters. Forward, thank you. You know, I I fell in love when uh, opening a sober living and not really knowing exactly what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. but knowing that I'm going to figure it out. Yep. You know, and knowing that I have people in my community that I could lean on and reach out to and, and, and no matter what came along. And trust me when I tell you, there's a, there's a lot of haters out there and there's a lot of people who, who see you, see as somebody who is like me, a complete uh, low life. Finally, finally making something of this stuff, even if it, in, in, you know, I don't know what they thought I was doing because I sure the hell wasn't doing well financially or any of that, but I was happy. I had the light to me. I was shining and I was speaking positivity and mindset and we can get through this no matter what and we're going to. And people hated that. Misery loves company. People hated Misery that. Loves you know company. what, though? And I, I didn't fire back at them. I never did, man. I just kept my head down, kept, kept on going forward. Forward thinking, right? So I want to end on this. For the people that I, I hear the same thing when I'm, when I'm coaching someone or even just talking to someone, but man, it's so hard. And the one thing that always gets them 
Because I'm like, do you know that walking was hard at one point in your life? <laughs> do you know that putting a spoon to your face without hitting yourself in the forehead was hard at one point in your life? That talking, that trying to get your point across to your mother or your father or your babysitter was hard yeah. at one point in life? And yet you're doing it all fine now, right? Practice. Everything is hard. It's part of growing. When you're a baby, you can't walk. You can't even sit up. You can't even move your head. Everything is hard. It's been like that from the beginning. This is not an exception to the rule, but as you progress, those things get easier. I, f- I feel like if it's not hard, you're not trying. You're not trying. There, there is no progress without struggle. You got to no, stay. It feels amazing, man. When I first got completely sober, I felt like, like, godly for the lack of better terms like i just felt like i was floating and on well, fire and it didn't matter what you did to me we lived that we lived that life we never thought we, to be honest you and i'm speaking for you we never thought we'd get out of that no i didn't we, at, at one point i didn't want to and just didn't see the possibility it's, it's not even it's not even fathomable no. that we are going to get out of addictional mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. like this is us this is how we're going to die i heard and, the statistics and, and i was like cool i got a 95 percent chance of just staying here i'm staying <laughs> <laughs> right right 97 yeah <laughs> but and, and then to the fact that we got out of it and then felt differently about it man like we're that's why i talk about addicts and alcoholics all the time when we finally break free of the, the chains if you will of of addiction and we like you give us a shot we're unstoppable. Everything's in your mind, man. We're unstoppable. You, Everything's I, in your mind. Give me a shot. Mm-hmm. I, I promise you, man. You know what I mean? And that's that's kind of the philosophy I live with now with my with my guys who 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 have come through the the Truman houses and through the community. Like I, I'll give you a shot. Mm-hmm. Show me. Mm-hmm. Show me you want it. Yep. You know. Yep. Show. I don't talk about like right here in front of me. Show me. I can. I want to watch you from afar. Yep. You know what I mean? You're not who you are in public. You are who you really are behind closed doors. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the truth about people. So, I, Marty, thank you for sharing that story today. That was amazing, and, and I hope you all got something from this, and I hope you share this with your friends so they can understand that we've started from nothing. I've gone from ultimate success, where I was making three, four $400,000 a year, to all the way to the bottom because of drugs, where I literally moved out here to $9 an hour and then rebuilt in five years. Like, this hasn't just been handed to us. Killing this has been game, worked for, right? And I wake up every day and I still get kicked in the face and I, and I just kind of smile. Like, all right, is that all you got today? Is that it? <laughs> My grandma is can kick it? harder than that. <laughs> I got you. It's okay. Yeah. Shift your mindset. Shift the way you think about things. Shift the way that you address life because everything that happens comes with a choice. As soon as it happens, you get to make a decision. I'm going to play the victim or I'm going to fight, flight, or I'm going to move forward. Forward, baby. Right? Forward is the only way to go. You can get lost in the sauce. It's fine. You'll find your way out. Just keep moving forward. Yeah, we love you guys. Subscribe, send us over to your friend. We'll see you next week, guys. Everybody stay positive.